This is Power 102 Digital, the Power Breakfast Show podcast series. so much for joining us on the Power Breakfast Show. I'm Paul Warner, to Digital. This Paul, Ruben, and myself. Going to keep you company until 9 o'clock this morning. Alright. Well, thank you, Paul, for our news update. We got a major news coming up at 7 o'clock. Happening on the highways and the byways. I left home in rain. It just started. So take your time on the roads of TNT. Alright. But let's see what's happening on the highways and on the byways on this Thursday. Did I do that correctly? No, something is wrong. Let me do it again. What the heck? Boy, that is some traffic already. That is some traffic already. We got traffic from Demerara Road in Wallerfield. Volume towards Mausica. Just after the Mausica lights, it is traffic. And that traffic is going straight towards... Uh, something is 
drum coming. That can't be right. Fresh, yeah. So what's you we are in volume in the port of Spain? Go to Carnius traffic from Arima Old Road through Five Rivers, Tacarigo, Mokoya got traffic, Kelly Village. Wow. Is that right? That's odd. Leaving San Fernando, going through Marabella, also got some traffic. Uh Cuba towards Chicagonas. Chicagonas main road is heavy already. And then heading towards interchange, you got some traffic as well. Oh boy, it's heavier than usual. We do a fresh again. Something is wrong. Taking a fresh. Taking a fresh. No, same thing. All right. Well, let's you send us hellos first thing this morning. Um, Ken E, good morning to the great PBS, including Ruben and Mrs. Teixeira. Here's everyone wishing you all a tremendous Thursday. Trevor, Trevor. Trev Trevor Arima, good morning. Garcilia Valencia. Oliver Man Warren, good morning. Maria Marva, Ms. Maloney. Uh, more games in Aruka, good morning. CJ out in New York, good morning to you. Have you seen Richard? Have you seen Richard? Seven morning to Ruben and Evie. Carol Guevara, good morning to you as well. Let's say good morning, good night to Frank and Ray Ray out in West Palm Beach, Florida. Of course, at 2 a.m., Hurricane Nicole made landfall just south of um, Vera Beach. Yeah. Good morning, Juriri. And Frank. All right. Well, let me say good morning. Good night to Paul Richards. What's going on, my friend? Morning, Stephen. Morning, Ruben, Wendo, Richard. Everyone on this rainy Thursday morning. Yeah, it's when I was leaving, it started to, to rain. And I said, okay. But some people are dry. When it rains in Italia, they just, some of them just don't take their time, you know. Well, I'm not sure that that can be in some instances quite an indisciplined country. Some people who don't, they don't really care what happens anyway once they get to where they want to go, and unfortunately. Yeah. Anyway, it's raining all over, so you all be careful on the yeah, We're going to adverse weather alert as of 2 a.m. today. We're also in a riverine orange level until tomorrow afternoon, all right? So, you know what the potential is today? Yeah, so ground is saturated already. The river's already high. More rain. <laughs> Take the necessary And a lot of places flooded yesterday already in Central and South Trinidad. Yeah, a lot there of were, places. A lot of flooding yesterday in some parts of Central and South mm -hmm, Trinidad. So mm -hmm. uh, some people are actually out of their homes right now in uh, families' homes and in, in, I think, one or two shelters because their houses were flooded out. Yeah. Some roads are impassable or were impassable yesterday. I don't know if that's changed this morning. So yeah, I yeah I saw that as well. I got some pictures of uh, Grandy this morning. Um, yeah, wow. Fishing pond. Wow. Holy cow. That's a lot of water. That's a lot of water. I was getting some pictures here. What is the water and mud? And Ugh. Water and silt, which is a very frustrating combination. Yeah, try cleaning that now. Wow. 
Not only that, appliances that may be lost and, and so on. Water alone may be manageable in some instances, but water and silt and mud something completely different and every imaginable rodent and animal washing down in it into your house yeah so a picture of an alligator um, in Kudapir just taking a sun bath um, I actually saw a picture yesterday afternoon yesterday evening um, with the hurricane hit in Florida um, where they, they saw a shark just swimming along in the streets and the floodwaters I said jeez alligator That's a lot. So we'll be careful out there this morning. And uh, of course, we hope that help and assistance is provided for those who have experienced flooding out in their homes. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, it must be quite difficult cleaning out your house this week weekend and then rain again next two weeks or rain again next week. And then you don't uh, again flood and clean that again. Must, that must be so frustrating, let me tell you. Well, it's not like once or twice and but simply that's what they live every week or every month in the rainy season. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, and that is something, imagine you're at home, raining, you're seeing floodwaters coming up and there's nothing you can do but just watch it come up. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. And that's it. Now, why the um, more disturbing trend the U.S. State Department updated its travel advisory, taking this country to level three. Mm-hmm. Level one means exercise normal precautions. Mm-hmm. Level two, exercise increased caution. Mm-hmm. Level three, reconsider travel to that particular country. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we're one shy of level four, which means do not travel to that country. Do not, do not travel. Do. Don't come here. Do not enter. So do right not pass. Now, go. The advisory is to reconsider travel to Trinidad to begin. In other words, only travel there if it's absolutely necessary or reconsider fully because of crime. Yeah. No surprise. Um, I don't know. We made a big hullabaloo about the last travel advisory, which mentioned a threat of terrorism but now they've uh, gone a little more and now have gone to level three and are saying to their citizens plain and outright no ambiguity reconsider travel to trinidad and tobago because of crime so and we live in it well yeah we we have to live it every day those who can scuttling off or have scuttled off, we have to live in it every day. Yeah, a lot of people leave it. Yeah. I've I'm, I'm so, known four friends within the last two months um, that literally just packed up and go, you know. Just literally mm-hmm. packed up and, and go. And I know of uh, a few more, more than four, that come next year gone you know they're putting their business in order right now and and they're leaving and said no yeah I, yeah a lot of people who, as if you, if you if people really feel that way and they they have the means to do they're doing it yeah or they have done it i know about quite a number of people my professional colleagues who've just 
they, they haven't even gotten to sell the house. They just say yeah. when they sell, when they sell itself. You know? Yeah, that, that's what it is. So the ones that when just packed up and left, said, I'll return, I'll, I'll put everything in place and I'll return and do what I have to do. Sell the house, I have an agent um, and go from there. And our colleague just last week who went, took his family to Cayman to live. Who's that? You see, a colleague, you broke up a little bit there. You cut out Who a bit. T- t- took his family, he migrated with his family to, Grand- to Cayman. Oh. Grand Cayman took up a job there and said, mm-hmm. and the job was paying less than he was getting here. Yeah, but you know what it is, Paul? It is not when you walk in to look around, not looking behind you, not worrying when I open my gate. Well, he and his wife have three teenage kids, so. They just they just got tired of uh, worrying when the kids went out or, or or holding their kids ransom in the house because mm-hmm. they don't want them to go out. Yeah, and the kids the, the children are teenagers. I think it's like thirteen, se- sixteen, and seventeen or something like that. So and I mean their lives have been so restricted to going anywhere because of their parents' mm-hmm. fight for their safety. And and legitimately so, validly so, you know, worried about their children. When they, when the child go out as a as a seventeen year old and a seventeen year old must go out at some point. Of course, I mean, even going to the movies. I mean, you are up on edge. You they you they, they begging you. Let me come home alone, and you say no. I'll pick you up. Um, no, and I mean they they. they They've experienced this for the last couple of years, and he just decided he got an offer uh, in Cayman, and he's gone. Yeah, to, packed up, and the house is still here. Um, said so you see how it goes. Tried to pay, but the, the the job offered him accommodation there, so he just continued paying the mortgage here, mm-hmm. and with the hope of coming back home because they love the country. You know, they don't really want to leave, but I mean, quality of life has, has diminished so much that. He just can't, and his wife can't take the worrying about their children all the time. Mm-hmm. And he worrying about his wife every time she goes to work. Mm-hmm. You know, so he has the worry about everything. And I mean, it's just, uh, I don't know. And yes, we know people go jump out themselves and what the type came in and came on too. Um, not like here. As usual, as in the usual Nijek reaction. The type Always. The type Always. Over the world. But it's not as oppressive as here. In many instances, people not going to areas. I mean, you know, I sat in a JSC yesterday, and I know we had to talk about that a little bit. And I don't know. It it just you know you get reports and you sit in committees, and the committees, for example, the JSC from twenty seventeen national security toward. The, the legitimate ports of Port of Port of Spain, the airport and Point Lisas. Point Lisas is very well run, I'll say that. Very, very well run, very, very secure mechanisms in place for security, uh interdicting contraband, including drugs and guns. So the, faster the, the, to the, clear your goods the, as well, Paul. Yeah. The real is because it's a private pro- public sector thing. It's not mm-hmm. run by the public sector alone, mm-hmm. and that's the difference. There's <laughs> a whole different approach to being professional. And the committee's recommendations is like 17 or 18 recommendations, and you ask how many have been implemented, and very few. 
So I asked the question to the Minister of National Security yesterday, who graciously appeared before the panel, and he said the issue is not necessarily those, but the secondary bonding areas are of great concern is where they found the barrel of guns, etc. Mm -hmm. But the secondary bonding areas can only receive the goods after they pass through the main ports. Mm -hmm. So it's so the, the contraband still passing through the main ports, even if, uh, unless I'm wrong about the process, it's still passing through the main ports. Unidentified. And okay, you know it, the secondary ports are the issue. What are you doing about it? Mm -hmm. have a great plan in place. Um, you always have a great plan. It's like, you know what? Um, you I, always. I just, like, just shake my head, yes. I just... We're our own worst enemies, you know. And then the, the, uh, this grand focus on the, the 108 FULs used in four murders, which is a minute percentage of the 520 plus murders which have occurred already. So this great hullabaloo about the 108 legal firearms Mm -hmm. When compared to the 12,000 illegal firearms, which is an underestimation as identified by the Strategic Services Agency. So this great focus on 400 and 108 legal firearms used in four murders and other crimes is to me just narrative spinning. The real issue is the legal guns. So, you, so you're focusing on less than 1% of the issue with, with firearms in the country. Big, heavy revolution, re revolution. When the real issue continues to be illegal firearms and the state's inability to stop illegal firearms over decades from coming into the country. The SSA say 12,000, and I think that's a, a really hilarious estimation. It's like a joke. Yeah. Okay. They, ha they really have no idea how many illegal firearms in the country. Let's let's speak clearly. They are, it's an estimate, and a really conservative estimate at that. But in but, addition to which, these gun amnesties that get sixty-seven and two hundred guns in the context of the identified twelve thousand years ago, which certainly have increased significantly, is a joke. What you need to do is go and find the gang members, collect the evidence properly, properly, and put them in jail. I'll tell you something here, Paul, which was quite disturbed when the individual told me. This individual is a member of the Coast Guard. This individual goes out on, on the boats and do their patrols and stuff. The individual also told me when they see boats in the water, and let and, and and he did how to say it and they and 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 they think it's questionable so they just cannot go to the boat they have to radio back to the commander center and say listen we have a pirog it is so and so um i think we should go and investigate and he said the last time that happened, when they called the command center to say, we need to investigate a boat here, the command center 
said, no, don't worry about that. That's nothing. He had another friend with him who's also an individual with the Coast Guard that concurred exactly what he said. That speaks volume. You're seeing boats coming in. You call. You just cannot go here. You have to follow the instructions to go on board. And the command tell you, say, no, nah, nothing wrong with that. Let that go. Don't worry with that. I just had to say, wow. It's unbelievable. A total breakdown of systems. It's a total breakdown. You go Maracas Beach on a Sunday. There's a big Coast Guard boat just bopping any water, as I call it. Doing what? Well, I don't know that it's just bopping any waters. Well, let's say it's 12 o'clock on a Sunday. You think any illegal fire is going to come in at 12 o'clock on a Sunday on a crowded day at Maracas Beach? Well, if the In comparison to midnight? Well, there's there's an, a quite a, tra- a traverse of beaches and access along the North Coast. It's not only Maracas Beach. Yeah, so. no, but I, I see the, the, this boat in Maracas. So I'm just going what I see. Well, you don't know. I don't know what the boat operation is. So I, I don't know. But you know, but the I'm question sorry. you say down there on, on the beach, and they say, why is that Coast Guard boat out there? Well, we don't know, do you we? Know? We don't. But you just ask a simple question in your mind. What really doing there? But when that individual that works with the Coast Guard told me that, I said, there you go. That's the problem right there. Well, piece of the problem. Part of the problem. Anyway. And the individual does, does, does I, not know I, what I, I do for a living, eh? so I'll just say that. Given what's happening in this country presently and the rate of murders, I don't blame the Americans for advising their citizens to reconsider travel to Trinidad Tobago and that could be the subject for our question mm-hmm. today. Do you think do you agree with the American travel advisory of reconsider travel to Trinidad and Tobago? Let me ask uh, you, you just came back. What percentage of that aircraft do you think were I'm not talking about dual citizenship Trinidad? What percentage of that aircraft do you think were full fledged Born U.S. citizens, uh, less than 0.5 of a percent, if if so many. Mm-hmm. If I think if there were, how much you present an aircraft usually one seven? Let's round it to one fifty average. Let's round it one fifty. I think if there were three or four people who were all all American citizens, we had plenty on the mm-hmm. flight. It's mostly returning nationals who would have gone exactly. Short and that's it. Most of the individuals flying into Trinidad and Tobago. Are returning nationals with dual citizenship most of the time? I'm, just, you know. No, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say most are returning nationals with dual citizenship. People who went away on a short holiday on business trip or something like that. Yes, constitute most of the, the people only. Come the only time I would see more, I would call, let's say Americans would be on United head into Houston, and that would be the the guys who works on in the oil industry. Well, it depends on the season, also. Yeah, it depends. If, if it's carnival, you're going to have a lot of, I guess, tourists coming in, uh, kind of thing. Uh, we ever wonder why cruise ships don't stop here too often? 
Yeah. I've said that a, a million times. When when you're on a cruise, so let's say the cruise is in Barbados. Let's say it was in Barbados last night. The next port of call is Port of Spain, Trinidad. When you return to your room after dinner, so let's say last night, let's say the ship coming in today. So let's say last night, after dinner, you return to your room. You find housekeeping now leaves all the brochures about Trinidad and Tobago, about the island. Leaves a map. And it also tells you where you should not go. I would hate to see what that map looks like for Trinidad and Tobago. Well, now the map is the whole country according to the, the whole country. advisory. It's not parts of the country anymore. The, the advisories before identified certain areas uh, that you should not visit. Mm -hmm. Now the travel advisory is saying outright at level three, reconsider travel to Trinidad Tobago on the whole. Mm -hmm. In other words, in other words, and this is my paraphrase here. Unless you absolutely have to go, don't go. Mm -hmm. That that's what it generally means. It means that if you don't have to go, if you don't have urgent business in Trinidad and Tobago, do not go reconsider traveling there. Mm -hmm. Specifically because of the crime situation. So Yeah. I know for Carnival there are a few cruise ships that we're making. Um Trinidad the port of call for Carnival. I don't know. This we live in it, Paul. And you know, it's it's a shame that you gotta be so mindful of your surroundings every day, even while you drive. You know, somebody's. I mean, decades now, people are telling women do not leave their purse in the front seat, the passenger seat of their car. This didn't creep up overnight. It didn't just appear overnight. Also in the GSC yesterday, there was a little spot between Dr. Rudal Munilal and Minister of National Security Fitzgerald Hines. Mm -hmm. After Dr. Munilal, we, they were talking about the FUL situation and Dr. Munilal asked Minister Hines, if he, because he said he had a list of persons who had allegedly asked the former commissioner, Mr. Griffith, or recommended to Mr. Griffith for persons to get FULs, including the prime minister, Dr. Rowley, Minister Hines, he also included himself in the list for full transparency. Mm -hmm. And Minister Hines said his response was he did not remember or recall recommending anyone interesting response it's a very very loyally response mm -hmm. he didn't say he didn't you know he said he didn't recall mm -hmm. I, you know? I, I remember um gary griffith saying that one time um 
where I think he said uh, a, a minister, I won't call him minister's name, called him and asked about getting an FUL for somebody and just speed it up. Gary Griffith did say that one time. He said he has no recall of recommending anyone for any firearm. Minister Hines said that, by the way. And then he also went a bit further and said, I did not recommend anyone for a firearm. So uh, the chairman, MP Scotland, intervened, bringing a little calm to the room. Mm. Cool, but cool, but. You know? Um, I think all this, all that old talk and banter is just a distraction from the real issue. And the real issue to me is still not legally issued firearms in the whole. It is still illegal firearms. So all this banter about legal firearms and all of that, while it may be a, a consideration for the commissioner of police and crime fighting apparatus, the issue is still primarily illegal firearms. Mm -hmm. So this interjection into the conversation about the real cause of crime is almost ludicrous to me. You understand? And the the efforts should still be on illegal firearms and gangs and gang members. So mm -hmm. I just I, I will not be distracted by that narrative, quite frankly. Because it's to me just a distraction. The, the, the goalpost keeps shifting all the time. A couple months ago was we can't deal with domestic situations, which are the cause of some of the murders. But it's still not a primarily about that. The, the people keep putting these little adding notes, anecdotes, and these little parts of the equation that are not the primary component in the equation mm -hmm. because seemingly they can't handle or deal with the primary component in the equation, which is gangs and illegal guns. So who want to be distracted, let them be distracted. I think that conversation about 108 legally obtained firearms being in, involved in four murders compared to 520 murders overall is a distraction. Mm -hmm. Nothing more, nothing less. Because the primary issue here is not legally issued firearms. Even in the context. But uh, Minister... Randall Mitchell brought up a very, very good point, a very, very salient point in the conversation. Because mm -hmm. the other part of the conversation is that once you get an FUL, the regulatory framework for ammunition and importation of ammunition is very weak. So you could be bringing in tons and tons and millions, and according to Minister Hind, millions and millions and millions of rounds of ammunition have come into this country unchecked because i think the impo the importers can the, the the mechanism for monitoring how much ammunition is imported to service those with legally issued firearms is so weak that they don't even know much ammunition in this country that's a point there paul so he brought up a very good point that's about the ammunition yeah because apparently the the, the dealers who uh, legally issued with, the, with the, 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 the authorization to sell firearms also can purchase and bring in tons of ammunition. Again, according to Minister Hine, millions and millions and millions of rounds, those were his words, into the country, primarily unchecked or unsupervised or unregulated. 
So I, you know, that, that is the whole system. In his words, under the previous commissioner, he didn't, um, he didn't specify. You know, his name, but certainly we know who you're talking about. Let's not play semantics. Yeah. You know. But Paul, if you had the opportunity, would you pack up and leave? No. You'll stay? Absolutely. I wouldn't hesitate to say no. I've gotten very frustrated over the years. Mm -hmm. And I've gotten several opportunities. Right now, I have several opportunities to leave. I have several job offers in universities. But I will not leave. You know, as frustrating as it is, I mean... And that's just my personal choice. I'm not against anyone who decides to leave. Mm -hmm. Everyone has to make a personal choice. You know, so I'm not in any way chastising anyone who decides for the safety of their family or their own peace of mind to leave. That is a personal decision, but not me. No, I have, to, I have no intention of leaving. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you? Um, yeah, I would leave. Yeah, you you lived outside for a while already, so yeah, I've, I've yeah, so uh, it's just my parents are here and they're both still alive and doing well and kicking. Um, that will be my and, and that's only. a major consideration for me also because yeah. my mother, is your mom is still around, past, yeah. yeah. So yeah. and I mean there are no spring chickens, face the facts. So um, that would be one of my. Uh, I mean, I could just pack up and leave. But, you know, my folks are still around and, and it's nice to go across and visit and have a Sunday lunch and eat cake and coconut ice cream. Get that every Sunday when I go across. And drink more Um But, yeah. Check your, your WhatsApp, Steve, please. Uh, check. Why didn't it beep? Uh, then you oh. take long to beep, so. Yeah, I wouldn't. I I have no intention of leaving. No. Sure, sure, Paul. I go and sure. come, go and come, but I, I I won't leave. Yeah, I could go and come and go and come. Even that is be a hassle, eh? but. But you're right. A bit. A, the, the primary one of the primary considerations to me is, I ain't leaving my mother here. Yeah. To battle, although I have siblings, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that would be my um, deterrent. I, I I won't leave. I I wouldn't give up and leave. I don't think that is in my DNA. Although it's very very frustrating. I'll tell you, it's extremely frustrating. It is, man. It is, and you and, know, and and what is even more frustrating is between. Let me see how to phrase this sens sensitively. Between the options available, I do see a lot of hope. For proper governance. I yeah. see a lot of excuses. I see a lot of political That's all banter. All I hear, Paul. All I hear is excuses. Excuses and political banter. Yeah. But I, let, I, let me just I add one. I hear a lot of promises. But let me just but add I one more thing to the migration fact. Is that I am watching now and I'm watching these children that are fighting in school and have no respect or discipline for authority because they teachers where they live and not doing a proper job. Some of them, some are, but it's, some children are also wayward, as we call it. 
So I'm t- you have to take that into consideration. Where is TNT going to be in five years? Let's do an average so why, age of why 14. Why wait five years? Why wait five well, years? I'm being kind. Why wait five years where we are where we are now? What, what is the point of, of It's just going to get worse. Where, where are we going to be five years? I don't understand what the rationale is between five years when we are where we are now. I know where we are. But, but take a 14-year-old in school now. So when they hit 19, we have what we have right now. And it will escalate in five years. When these kids are now 19 and out of their parents' house, but in that way, they like, I tell my child anything, he's 19 years old. Or 18 years old. Well, some of them can't talk to this, the 12 year old children. So. Imagine I, I, that. I, you can imagine it with you at 12, Paul. And you backchat your mom. What would happen? Well, that was not consideration. You get a belt behind you. That that was not consideration. So, is 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 <clears throat> the comparison is a strange comparison because that wasn't even a consideration for me. I mean, the backchat. Uh, that uh, actually, uh, uh, there's a scenario with a friend of mine whose daughter is my goddaughter. And she was on the phone at root. She and I were chatting. And, and the little things I look at her. And her daughter came and said, uh, she wanted to come and do something. And she said, I'll be with you in a short while. I'm on the phone. And the six-year-old daughter responded, you're always on the phone. And I couldn't imagine telling my mother that at six years old. Mm-hmm. And as how easily she let it slide. And my, I guess, and yes, it's a generational thing at a different time. But I couldn't imagine responding at six years old telling my mother, you always on the phone. Mm-hmm. And my mother letting it slide and just let it go. And I brought it to her attention. I said, so you don't think her response was rude? And she said, uh, I guess it was. I said, and you're allowed her to get away with it. You understand? Yeah. I said, so when she, so if she can tell you that, what makes you think she can't tell her teacher that? And people don't realize it's the little things that you allow children to get away with. Yes. That grows into a different level of disrespect. Mm-hmm. And but I guess I was just brought up differently. So I um I couldn't imagine te- imagine telling my my parents that you always on the phone. <laughs> this is unthinkable. You understand? I could Telling not even though I was an adult. And, and I guess it's the different ways people choose to raise their children that leads to a, a lot of the breakdowns that we're seeing now. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, maybe I asked a couple of people what, what they thought, and most people say, some people's response was, is she always on the phone? I said to me, it doesn't matter if she's always on the phone. You're a child. If I tell you I'll be with you in a while, you go and I sit and wait. I will be with you in a while. Yeah. You can't tell me i always on the phone at six years old. You're out of place. Mm-hmm. But I'll stop that at one time. So, so I, you know, and and we don't understand how we get to where we are, because as they say, the, the road to perdition is not as steep as we think. We are getting we are, we're going to invite a guest host this morning. Yeah, is he on? I a, a main contributor. Is he on? No. Yeah, he's coming on now. Oh, good. Okay. And you know exactly. So, so the, 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 Se- the slide sexy. into. Sexy Oblivion, says, it's, it's so it's so gentle sometimes we don't realize when we did little things slide 
that we end up with big problems and a lot of the yeah. truant and errant behavior we're seeing in schools now and on the streets is because parents have not trained their children properly teachers, teachers no child starts off life as a criminal no child mm -mm. good morning derek cornwall morning derek morning. how are you morning morning how are you all good 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 derek is our guest host this morning yeah, good yeah. morning thanks for joining us this morning but I, i'll tell you what sexy san fernando just sent me a message here she says you know, I hear about your parents, and that's the same reason for me not leaving Trinidad. Uh, but I have a daughter, um, and she's planning after Form 6. She doesn't want her to stay here. And I well, that's going to be a question this morning. We'll change the question. Derek, if you had a chance to leave this country and migrate now, would you migrate? Uh, yeah, I, I, I've had opportunities in the past, but... Um... I think now is is definitely one of the um yeah I'd, I'd definitely consider it again yeah that'll be a question this morning yeah sorry ruben we changed the question. sorry ruben oh let, let, let me tap into to ruben's um microphone let me put it on there and let me hear what he's saying beep, 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 beep. okay i can't broadcast that Right, so that'll be a question, but let's go into this. It's 14 minutes, yeah. Before. Do some headlines, you mean? Okay, run out some headlines. Derek, I doubt you have newspapers before you, do you? Uh, no, I don't actually. All right, let me jump online then. Uh, Express for today, it's November 10th, 2022. Express starts with six feet under several hours of excessive rainfall. Residents of Grandy and other areas are almost submerged. There's a picture in the Express of some houses in the area in Grandy that is very disturbing. PTSC added five, adds five new buses. Whoopee! Yeah, I'm being sarcastic. Rose Hill School reopens. U.S. citizens to reconsider travel to TNT. Carolina bridge collapses. Residents cut off. Import licenses for foreign-used vehicles expire in December. Charged with choking one man placed on bail. We move now to the Newsday Online. Okay, news they come up. Tobago team gets advice on studying abroad. St. James couple laid to rest. Three men charged with murdering them. Extractive Industries report quarries owe government $193 million. U.S. State Department updates advisory. Reconsider travel to TNT. Gopi Schoon tells Investment Forum Caribbean is the place to do business. Double whammy, Riverine Alert upgraded, adverse weather alert in effect. Monilal, Heinz recommended people for FULs and $50 million in fraud in the Ministry of Social Development. We move now to the Guardian uh, online for today. Homeowners angry after more flood losses. Rose Hill are... RD resumes under tight security. MP gives pep talk. Parents still uneasy. Heinz and Munilal spar over FUL recommendations in GSC. Unscrupulous developers blamed for grandy flooding. Father of student beaten by classmate weighs legal action. Youths help marooned Coover families. Maracas Valley gets ECCE Center. Minister urges parents to play a role in molding children. Landslides block access between Penal and Barakpur. And Gonzales, TNTEC saving over $1 million per day by reducing standby electricity capacity. Is that why we're having some outages these days? Anyway, I don't know. Those are trending stories in your Express Guardian and Newsday for today, Thursday, the 10th of November, 2022.
So while Steve Khan is going out to the studio for what well, alone knows what. Uh, yeah, Derek, so you'd consider it now? My greeting. I, I would um I would consider it, but but to the point that you're talking about earlier, right? Um with respect to kids that are misbehaving, I think. Um, you know, I, I had I like you, I once thought that, you know, it had to do a lot with parenting, but I saw something this week that really changed my mind on that. And it's a documentary on on uh, YouTube by Vice News. And it's called Last Chance High. And it's about this school in Chicago um, for the city's most at-risk youths. It's called um, Moses Montefiore Academy. And it's a it's a couple, it has like about eight episodes. It's um, it's about 10, 15 minutes long each. I, I strongly recommend everyone go out and but what that what that does, what 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 the school essentially sets up for kids that do the most horrible things like picking fights in school you know they they try to stab somebody somebody tried to stab somebody and almost kill somebody so when you are when the, the system is at its wits end with you as a student they send you there for rehabilitation and they show you initially you know all the bad things that kids no respect no um um the cursing cursing is like you know second language in that school but when you get into the stories of these kids and you begin to see that, you know, it's a father that's missing. Um, some kids have chemical and, you know, it's a it's a medical issue that the system, the, the city schools can't can, can't handle. So a lot of times you know, when we have from their perspective, when they have kids with these sorts of um, uh, uncontrollable behavior. Right. Um, there's always some sort of an underlying um, issue. And these kids that are for another school, you know, beyond redemption, essentially. So I when don't know. Again, it goes back to parenting. A missing father is a parenting issue. Because but when... the mother can't cope alone. A biochemical imbalance that is not remedies is a parenting issue fundamentally because the parent couldn't cope and didn't seek remedial support. Anyway, we're going to continue this discussion. We had to jump into the question this morning. And the question this morning is, if you had a chance to migrate from Trinidad Tobago today, would you migrate? Yes or no? Yeah. And the numbers are two well, to two. Let me give the, the results of our poll from yesterday, Paul. Sorry about that. Uh, of course, yesterday we asked you, do you agree with police officers being uh, personally financially liable uh, in malicious prosecution cases? That was our poll yesterday. Results after this. It's Black Friday every day at Furniture Plus. Big mattress sale is on. Get therapeutic starting at just $999 plus two free pillows when you buy premium Serta and CD mattresses. Available with cash and higher purchase plans. Check press and social media for detail. All right, once again, do you agree with police officers being personally financially liable in malicious prosecution cases? Lots of votes on this one. And I have 74% saying yes. All right, that's our poll from yesterday. This morning's poll, here we go. 222-8255-612-8255. Toll free, North Americans, 866-525-1099 are our poll. Would you consider migrating from Trinidad and Tobago? No, Simple. that's not the poll. The poll is, if you could, would you migrate? Oh, if you could. There you go, Ruth. If you could, would you consider migrating from Trinidad and Tobago? Yes or no? 
Telephone numbers, just got it. Send us a message via our mobile app, which you should have by now, or on our website on your browser at power102fm.com. All right? Simple question. Simple question. DJ Ray out in Tampa. Good morning to you, DJ Ray. Um, DP, good morning. Central Animal Lover, good morning. Um, I need for you to give me a call, Central Animal Lover. Um, she says no to the poll. I love my country bad. Ish out at Manic. Morning, Ish. Hope all is well. Says yes. Oh, I have to write, don't I? I just realized I have to write. Uh, good morning, caller. Yes, I would consider. I would. Yes. You would? Yeah. All right. Not so sunny, San Fernando. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. All right. 222-TALK, 612-TALK. Let's go where has some flooding since yesterday. Grandy, morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Sandy Grandy. Well, we are underwater. And apart from that, we have no water in our taps for the past eight days. I am grateful that I'm living on the on the hill, so I am not being flooded out. Okay. But you could imagine, people, if I were to get flooded out, people in Picton Street and Eastern Main Road, that water would be about five feet. And when you call water, they're telling you about turbitude and turbitude and the pump not working. I have given my neighbors some leeway to get water from me, but very soon All right. I will have to preserve my Thank water you, Grandy. my family. Thank All you. Alrighty. Um DJ Ray morning okay, need PF Central I'm I ish. Ron says I have two brothers, one sister and three daughters living in the US. So yes. Carol Guevara, absolutely not. Mr. Beeps, good morning guys. A big yes to the pool. Have a good one. Thank you, Mr. Beep Beep. Ms. Maloney, no doo-doo, Trini to the bone. All right, maybe I should play that song this morning. Uh, Ms. Uh, Renu Halasi, DJ Ray, advice, go, go. So, DJ Ray, I'm, I'm guessing you would say yes. Um, uh, okay, thank you, Central Animal Lover. Let me just write that down. Right, okay. Uh, just give me a full name to her because I can't put Central Animal Love on my uh, phone. <laughs> Good morning, caller. Good morning, Steve. I didn't answer the question. My answer is no. I have six children. Five of my children live abroad, but because of our business here in Trinidad, I cannot leave. All right. So Thank I will not be leaving. All right. Thank you, Grandy. Appreciate the call back on our poll. Good morning, caller. Morning. No, not at all. For what? All right. Thank you, Arima. Where it's a lot of rain right now. Let's see. Uh, Beefy Smith. No, I have refused a green card offer four years ago and moved to Tobago. Oh, you are from Tobago, Beefy Smith. Wonderful. Where in Tobago? I coming by you, yes? Paul, we had to make a line. We're going by Beefy Smith and, and doing the show from his backyard. KT. Of course. Uh, Morgans. 
Hear the dinies plumber. Not leaving. Oh, gosh, if I sing, I make millions. Uh, but hell no. All right. Good morning, caller. See? Yes. Morning, sir. Um, definitely not. No, I don't want to feel like... Again, you never feel at home when you're outside fully. So, no, definitely not. All righty. Thank you, Mrs. Something. Since you call me... Sh- well, I don't know you call me sugar and thing. I don't know. Two 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 talk six one two talk toll free North Americans eight six six five two five ten ninety nine. If you could, would you consider migrating from Trinidad and Tobago? If you could, yes or no. All right, let's go back. Uh, Miss Ingrid, good morning. I've been away forty three years. But if I was still in Trinidad and Tobago, my answer would be yes. All right, Miss Ingrid, have a great one. Are you at work, Miss Ingrid? Are you doing work time now? Uh, Trev, Trev in Arima says no. Trev, Trev in Arima says no, I'm living abroad. Okay, I want to come home, love my country. No, you said. All right. Uh, Tishani. My navel strings bury here. I love my country. All right, that's a no. All right, Rampage. No, not yet. All right, Rampage. Gotcha, gotcha. Two 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 eight two five five six one two eight two five five. Toll free North Americans eight six six five two five ten ninety nine. All right, money maker just came in. But a big fat new. No. Alrighty, thank you so much, money maker. If you could, would you consider migrating from Trinidad and Tobago? That's our poll question. Of course, our poll is going to stay up until tomorrow morning. Where it will be Friday. And I'll give you the final results then. Alright, we have Evie coming in uh, in a minute and a half for our major news weather regional and international stories let's see uh Movella says yes to the poll paula morning steve i'm already outside considering returning uh con- consider returning now but thinking of selling my house okay so is that a yes or a no, Paula? I love Trinidad. Yeah, we all do, you know. We're not saying that migrating, migrating leaves you, that you don't love your country. But there's so many different aspects, you know. It's all personal for people, you know. Thank you for choosing Power 102 Digital. Listen every weekday for our live show starting at 6 a.m. Remember, like, share, and subscribe. Power 102 Digital.